This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. NXT 2.0, it is December 28th, the last NXT 2.0 of the year 2021, the go-home show for New Year's Evil. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by NYC Demon Diva Issa. Issa, I feel like with our other project, we spent the holidays together. I feel like I talked to you more than anybody in the last like week. Like It's insane how much I've been speaking to you, but I'm enjoying it, so... Yeah, it's been a blast. So for people that don't know, in addition to our wrestling coverage that we do now on Tuesdays and Fridays, Issa and I have spent, we've got eight hours of us talking on our new podcast about the Showtime series Yellow Jackets. We've covered all the way up through episode seven. It's called Yellow Jackets Buzz. Uh, Google it, find it wherever you listen to podcasts. Go to yellowjacketsbuzz.com for links. Give it a listen if you enjoy hearing the the sweet sounds of our voices and our uh, witty banter and repertoire. You will definitely enjoy us talking about Yellow Jackets and telling stories of our lives from the 90s. Yes. uh, been a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Yes, it has. And we have been speaking a lot. But you know what we haven't been speaking about is wrestling. So this feels like we're reeling it back to our our nature, you know, to where it all started. NXT 2.0. Yes, I had to fight myself from opening the show with What's Up, Citizen Detectives. That's how used to our other <laughs> podcast I am now after just yes. four episodes. But NXT 2.0, the go-home for New Year's Evil. Uh, Grayson Waller, did you watch Raw last night? Uh, unfortunately, yes. Yes, I did. Okay, so He showed great- up. He showed yeah. up. Yeah. What's up? So t- let's, let's recap that because I feel like there's a bit of a crossover oh. element we have to. He pulled up when AJ Styles was doing um, his in-ring promo. Now, I don't know if you're aware of this, but some of the roster in WWE is quarantining right now. So Raw was very, it was lacking some talent. So there was a lot of like, how do I explain it? Stalling going on on last night's <laughs> Raw, right? So AJ Styles came out to the ring, and the one thing that I remember is that it feel like it took 20 minutes before he started actually wrestling, and one of the reasons for that is because um, Grayson Waller was supposedly chilling on the front row, and AJ Styles started talking about him on the mic, so he decided to come in, and, you know, whatever. He said he couldn't beat up AJ Styles because Apollo Crews and Commander Aziz came out, and this is where we're at. Yeah. Um, so he's not called up, but this is now a crossover they're doing to promote NXT 2.0 through Raw, essentially. Or to do more with AJ Styles. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know. It was interesting to see. I mean, of all the NXT 2.0 talents, is he the one you'd be giving this push? <laughs> yes, it is. The Grayson Waller effect is what he's calling it, it appears. Huh. But him? 
You know? Listen, they, they, they're saying something in him. When is the last time that we really saw somebody from NXT come up to the main roster or get somebody from the main roster to come down to NXT? Like, I, I, I personally obviously would have picked Tony D'Angelo, Solo Sokoa, but well, they picked yes. Grayson Waller. Yeah. <laughs> Grayson Waller, the love child of Paul Walker and Vanilla Ice, somehow oh from Australia. God. He's making his way to the main roster. Not Von Wagner, who cameoed on a SmackDown episode and then uh, disappeared. But right. Grayson Waller. Yes, yes, Grayson Waller. Oh, man. So, yeah, he opened up the show tonight. It's weird that we didn't have a Braun Breaker Champa big promotional push tonight since they're facing each other again for the NXT Championship. Right at New Year's Evil, Brian Breaker's expected to go over this time, perhaps become the new NXT champion. Um, you think so? You think well, that's what's happening? Expected by me. Look, you can't have okay. him lose twice <laughs> to Chomp. You right? can, but really? yeah, I, I I see your point. No, I agree. I just I I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for that yet, but I I agree with you. I don't know that. I don't know that you can have him lose twice unless something goes down. I mean, Tommaso Ciampa. Love him. Inspirational story. Fantastic wrestler. Been a stalwart of NXT. Really helped hold down the brand while a lot of other talents have either graduated or left. But I guess my question to you is at the stage in Tommaso's career, given how hot or perhaps not he is at the moment in terms of his storylines and his presence, what benefit are we getting of having Tommaso Ciampa be our main NXT champion? Uh nostalgia from those of us who enjoyed NXT Black and Gold. <laughs> sure. But I don't know. You know, I like him, but I feel that we need we need something. We need some uh something hot with the main title. Samoa Joe was on fire because he you know, look, Samoa Joe got released, he got rehired by NXT. Uh comes back to NXT, wins the title. Like Samoa Joe had a lot of momentum behind him and that was completely just it hit a brick wall. When he had to relinquish his title, um, I don't know. I think with Breaker, like he's not perfect, but at least it's something new. And if we're here to build superstars, he's clearly someone that they believe in. Yeah, and but I, I sometimes feel like maybe he's trying too hard. But I mean, the heat is there. He's getting the boost. He's getting the chance. I mean, we'll see where it goes. I want to see how he works with AJ Styles, but at the same time, there's nobody that AJ Styles is not going to put on a good match with. Well, maybe sure. Omas. Maybe Omas. Oh. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll see about that. Yeah, so Grayson Waller, then uh, Ossie Jones came out. Grayson Waller versus Odyssey Jones tonight. Grayson getting the win. Man, I feel like with Odyssey, like here's a guy who's got so many great aspects to his character, is great in the ring, and he just can't yeah. seem to catch a freaking break. Yeah, I remember when the breakout tournament was going on and we were discussing it. And for a moment, I was certain that he was going to win it. But then I was like, you know what? He doesn't need the win just because of his presence and how they were treating him. So that's when Carmelo Hayes went over. I thought, well, maybe Carmelo, this is the way that we get him a title shot where Odyssey Jones won't need that. His wrestling will get him there. But I was wrong. Like they have treated him. I mean, they have been booking him horribly ever since the, he lost at the breakout tournament. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got a backstage segment after Grayson won with Core Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. Jade says they can coexist against Toxic Attraction tonight. But can they, though? 
can they coexist? <laughs> so they, uh, yeah, this uh, they went against the Yoshi Ryan, Kaylee Ray in the main event to see Scooby in the triple threat for the title shot against Mandy Rose in New Year's Evil. It just I thought this was good. I thought yeah. I thought it was fun for them to put a speculation to the match. I mean, I kind of still knew that it was going to be Raquel and Cora J, but it made the it made the main event much more enjoyable because there was something at stake. Yeah, and uh, tonight, I mean, it's I haven't seen this confirmed, but was a lot of talent missing tonight due to Omicron as well, either quarantining or not cleared. I mean, it appears on NXT, but NXT hasn't really been traveling, so I was mm. I was expecting for everybody to be there normally. Um, you know, I, I know that WWE is doing their holiday house show tour, so they're pretty much having a show every night. But I know they took. You know what? Now that that came up, Champa was wrestling at MSG because of the people oh. they had to pull out, so he might be part of the actual house tours, like the holiday house tour for the main roster right now. This is what happened when Brooks and Dunn went to those festivals. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> Sorry. We have to find humor in this. <laughs> oh, my I God. I mean, who knows? what? I mean, day one is happening. Oh, so, I mean, you know, there are reports about testing and. I don't like those reports. No. I don't like those reports. <laughs> I don't like those uh, reports. And I did see that Wrestling Observer um, reported that Roman and I think it was Big E. Somebody was that they didn't test positive. They're just quarantining them to to just be safe and make sure the yeah. match goes on on Saturday, which I think is a smart thing to do. But it's also on the same week that you booked like five house shows. So it's just like, aren't you better off canceling the house shows and protecting everybody? Just I know. saying. <laughs> and Nick Khan really wants day one, his baby, to happen Saturday night uh, as advertised. But we'll see how many changes there are to the card. They're going to advertise it all the way till the end. Remember what they did at SummerSlam with Sasha Banks? True. Until true. She had to come out. That's when they were like, oh, yeah, about that. Even though everybody knew Sasha wasn't wrestling, they advertised it until they couldn't advertise it anymore. Yeah, it's just such a crazy time right now. And it's amazing with wrestling that they're not going back to the Thunderdome era. They're not. Well, NBA, NBA is also changing their, their testing policies to something Hmm. similar to what was announced from WWE. They had like 80 players come back positive, which is insane to me, but it's just like, you would think they want to protect everybody else, but I guess not. It's a weird time right now. I feel like everywhere I look on social media, I'm seeing people that I know talking about how they're getting Omicron. And yes, while they're talking about it's less severe potentially or it's not hitting them as hard um, as they feared it would, what I think I'm not going to have peace of mind of until I see people a month from now saying, oh, I had Omicron like a month ago and I feel 100% right now and everything's fine and there were no impacts. That That's what I'm not seeing yet. Right. I, I We've been impacted to the point. I don't understand. Like, it's spreading worse than before, in my opinion. We get phone calls from three, four, five family members every day that, that are yeah. now, not, like, some of them knocked down, some of them not getting any symptoms, but they're all positive. And I feel like maybe, I don't know, maybe people that have the vaccine because they don't get the symptoms, you don't know that you have it, so you're out yeah. spreading it. Not purposely, you know, but I don't know. It just feels, it feels like worse than it did back in 2020 when everything started i just don't remember having so many people close to me calling me to tell me they were positive and this time it's just happening all over the place yeah it's really nuts um i don't Mm -hmm. know but uh you know we'll see maybe if this is less severe things will normalize and stabilize sooner rather than later but right now everything seems so uncertain uh so we did get 
One high point tonight, and I, I think this was planned for the show because it seemed ready to go. We got a vignette that Tiffany Stratton will be making her in-ring debut tonight because why her yes. daddy told her it's time. It's she time, and that said so. So I was excited. I, I heard about it on social media earlier on, and I was excited to see what she could do. Yeah. Uh, what did you think of this with MSK and this Imperium promo where we had Walter and Matt Riddle like zooming in? <laughs> to, to a promo, but there's going to be a six-man tag between uh, the two teams with the two guests next week. A little disappointed that plans change. I thought we were going to see Matt Riddle there, but I think he's out on the road wrestling with WWE, or maybe they don't want him traveling to Orlando. I'm not sure what the situation is there, so I was hoping to see him, but then I was so happy when the outtake is that we're going to get a six-man tag next week with Walter and Matt Riddle. Yeah. I would be lying to you if I told you I'm not super excited for it looking forward to it it was funny the way that walter and riddle were kind of going at it through the zoom call like you said it was just like okay this is weird but the out the the outcome is like we might get two main roster performers coming down to nxt to perform next week and that 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 may be that may be that there is hope for nxt 2.0 to get more attention and and, and get you know book better yeah I mean, Walter, Matt Riddle in the same match because they never crossed. Did they cross paths before? When uh... I can't recall, I I can't recall. I don't know if maybe with Imperium when he was in that tag team with Pete Dunne. I really, really can't um, pinpoint. So I don't remember. But I'm still right now. It feels fresh to me. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's going to be cool and with MSK and Imperium. I think that'll be nice. Um, Harland versus oh Brian Kendrick. Uh, no sign of Brian Kendrick, but they did give we did hear his music for like a split second. Yeah, uh, the only thing that was advertised for tonight, like weeks in advance, we didn't get it. <laughs> yeah, I was looking forward to that. I wanted to see the return of the, the the rock and roll pirate hobo tonight. Me too. Me too. I was actually kind of excited, and and his music hit for like you said for like a second. I was like, oh my god, we're really doing this, and then yeah, no, no but we're not instead doing this. <laughs> we. You know, we got Andre Chase. Were you satisfied with Andre Chase as the replacement? No. But, I mean, I, I don't mind seeing him get his ass kicked, so I was I was game for that. Yeah, so Harland, of course, won. Uh, we saw a Chase U student come out to the ring, also got into it, uh, into the beatdown. Uh, got Del Fantasma. We were building up this match tonight with uh, Solo Sokoa against Santos Escobar. Uh, but let's talk Tiffany Stratton versus Fallon Henley. First off, Tiffany Stratton has like the most elaborate, fully fleshed, rounded out theme song in recent memory. I mean, this isn't just a little loop CFO style or some generic music like recent talents. Like this is a full song. I was very I, impressed with this. I bet you heard daddy pay for it. Yes, well, that and that makes sense for the character. I wonder if we're going to find out. Uh, she got like, uh, oh, who did the song from Legally Blonde? Hoku, Don Ho's daughter. Put out the big bucks. Maybe, you know, Avril Lavigne. Why, why are all my references early 2000? I don't know. Just go with it, you know. But <laughs> Tiffany Stratton's dad stepped up. This is a banger of a theme song. Yeah, it was a good theme song. It was a good entrance. Honestly, I was really just trying to figure out what perfume she was spraying. I wanted to see if it was an expensive perfume or like a cheap knockoff of, of an expensive perfume because, you know, I have a theory about her. But oh. I love the song and I love the presentation. Um, I love the gear, too. So, yeah, I approve. I approve of this entrance. Let's have some fun with it. Let's loosen it up here and, and talk about this. So what's your perfume, perfume of choice? 
Uh, I like um, Valentino, Born in Roma, and I like Jador by Dior. Oh, nice. I'm a big fan of uh, Gearness, which I only know because at Disney World in the Norway Pavilion, next to my beloved Maelstrom ride that got torn down and gutted for the Frozen ride that is there now. In the Norway Pavilion, they had Gearness, Cologne, and Perfume. And so you could ride Maelstrom and then go in there and spray a little sample of Guaraness and smell like the power of Norway all day. My wife got me a bottle of it a few years ago. I'm still slowly going through it, but it is a delightful. Wait, taste. you have a you have a cologne from years ago? Uh yeah, yeah, it's been a couple of years since my wife got Guaraness. It's still good. It's still fine. I packed it up. Like, you, do you not use it? I do, but I lose a little. Here's what I just put a little on the pulse points, dab a little behind the ears, you know, maybe okay. spray a little mist and just walk into it. You know, I don't want to, don't want to over. I mean, Issa, my raw, you know, animal magnetism just exudes naturally. I don't want to overpower that with a cologne. Okay. okay, I respect that. You know, it's really just about subtle, subtle, nice little touch. But Tiffany Stratton tonight, um, what did you think of her in ring performance against? Fallon Henry, where she did indeed get a victory. I thought she was great. Um, I, I didn't know what to expect, so it was good to see her show some muscle. Just going based on her, you know, social media, you could tell that she's very fit and very into working out, but that doesn't make you a wrestler. So I really wanted to see what she could do. I thought she had a good showing out there. I didn't see any nerves or any signs of, you know, just... And I know that she's wrestled on 205 Live, I think somebody mentioned. I, I didn't see that. But I, I overall thought she looked great. Did you? I thought she looks really good and almost too good in the way that she seems like the type of female talent that Vince will want to call up to the roster and add to his stockpile of Carmella and Aaliyah and these other women's wrestlers that he has no clue what to do what with to or do how with. to book, but he thinks there's money there. Yes, yes, um, I, I agree with you on that. And then I remember her calling out Mandy Rose, and, and, and I actually got a little bit of a, ah, she reminds me of Mandy Rose. In a yeah. weird way, uh, before, you know, before the brown hair and toxic attraction, she gave me a little bit of Mandy Rose, the Golden Goddess vibes. And exceptionally athletic. I think she is exceptionally yes. athletic, very strong. Um, I think there's very far that she can go in NXT. And I think her versus Mandy Rose are... I'm going to be curious how long they're going to give her squashes, but I think when she has competitive matches, that's going to be the question. And, and this is like, again, first impressions. I think that her style is maybe a little more like Charlotte Flair when you talk about superstar, gymnastic, acrobatic athlete um, of a more traditional uh, background, uh, traditional sports and athletics background versus the more independent, uh, indie scene female talent that we've seen that's also prospered in NXT or the Asian female talent that has their own style. I think Tiffany Stratton, her style reminds me the most of Charlotte's uh, in terms yeah. of her look and her movement in the ring. So I think it'll actually be kind of a nice, um, a nice change of pace to see her go against some women with other with other styles. Yes, I agree. I agree with you, and 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 I think she's going to be fun to watch and see what all she can do. I think it. NXT does a good job with their women's division, so I'm, I'm hoping that she has a bright future ahead. Yeah. Oh, Tony D'Angelo. Tony D'Angelo <laughs> on his couch. Did, did, is it just me, or did that couch look too small for him? I mean, I would assume anywhere that Tony sits down at is going to look too small for him because he's just, you know, larger than life. But didn't you think the couch just looked a little small? 
it looked to me like this was a very last minute decision and they said tony you're shooting this on your phone like you need to shoot this and send this in uh for whatever reason tony couldn't make it they couldn't get a camera crew to tony so i'm just gonna roll with this and not be too critical yeah, and the table kind of needed to be wiped down. I, I have a feeling that he was... Don't laugh. I have a feeling that he was like... <laughs> All right, my theory is that he was at somebody's house collecting a debt, and, and that's when they were like, Tony, we need you to send in this promo. So as he was there probably beating some schmuck up, he was like, all right, let me, let me just do this for my other job real quick. And he cut the promo at the person that he was, you know... Yeah, tell me, I'm telling you, that's what happened because that's not Tony's house. Guarantee you that. Yeah, and you know, I mean, look what they're doing for Cameron Grimes, all the stuff with mansions and whatnot. Like, you can't tell me for, I mean, EC3 got a mansion uh, to shoot in. Uh, it, Tony, Tony drives. Tony drives a, a Benz, as far as we know. Remember, that's where he put the producer. So I'm just yeah. saying that table. I, I maybe it's the COVID thing. I don't know, but I really wanted to get in there with some lights or what and wipe that table. I don't know why. But the soles of his shoes, the bottom of his shoes, very nice. Those were brand new shoes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Edward Cousins <laughs> is saying he shot it at the waste management office. Now it all makes sense. Oh, you know what? There we go. There we go. Bravo. Yeah. Excellent and are... citizen detective work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, Wade Barrett contract signing. When did this become a title unification match? And New Year's Evil, the Cruiserweight title you. and the North American title. Thank you. So I was doing my stream on my channel today, and I was pre-gaming, and I preview NXT on my streams, and I read that, and I was like, why was I not aware of this? Like, we covered this every week. You would assume one of us, well, not Alfred, because he didn't want to be with us on the last show no, of I the year. But yeah. you would assume that one of us would have caught that. Did they just announce that on social media randomly, like today? Because is this the first time I heard this is a unification? If you wanted to get rid of the Cruiserweight title, why not have some funded and let joe gacy win it you know back at war games and and do some crazy stuff before you got rid of it no this is absolutely new because last week carmelo and trick were talking about two belts about having two belts so right and the, it's a cruiserweight title that's going they're keeping the north american title um well we don't know we're just assuming that roderick strong is losing here i guess because i literally just assumed that but i'm thinking roderick strong loses just out of revenge because the undisputed era is <laughs> AEW now. <laughs> what is happening to 205 Live? Did Nick Khan finally become aware that 205 Live is still on the air? What is happening? I mean, here? supposedly if there's women matches going on over there, so they might just be testing a different direction to go with it. Yeah, hey, I'm all in favor of an all-women show. It's long overdue. Uh, we'll too. see what happens. But this is crazy that um, Roderick Strong versus Carmelo Hayes is going to be title unification. One stays, one goes, uh, champion-wise, but it's going to be the North American title that stays. Diamond Mine was out there. They were getting into it with uh, – I like Malcolm Bivens and Trick Williams going toe-to-toe on the mic a little bit. That was really cool. Having Wade Barrett out there was a nice touch. William Regal is just gone, though, now, right? Like, that's not a thing anymore. William Regal and Samoa Joe were seeing at the tryouts this last week. They did some really? tryouts. So, yeah. So, I mean, they're still a part of it. They might just not be on screen talent, but I saw the picture and it made me happy to see them. Honestly, I almost cried. <laughs> yeah. No, they're they are very missed. Uh, we got a video package for the different teams in the tag division, the Grizzled Young Vets, Josh Briggs, Brooks Jensen. Oh, that's what Brooks and Dunn's names are. Uh, Jack of Time and the Creed Brothers. <laughs> 
Jack at times is not it. I can't take him seriously. Really? Yeah, I can't. I don't know if it was that weird stuff that went on during war games, but I just can't take them seriously anymore. That promo with Ikaminjiro is probably the biggest career killer promo. But I think he I think he's gonna overcome it because Ow. he's really good and likable. Okay. Okay. I hope you're right, Glenn. I think so. Okay. Well, as of right now, I cannot take Jacket Time seriously. I'm going to need them to, I don't know, do something differently or start winning some matches or, I don't know, something. Just to give them some legitimacy and, and believable factor. Otherwise, they just look like the joke of the tag team divisions. Them and MSK, we shockingly yeah. should not be seen that way. No, I agree. MSK um, man, MSK versus Jacket Time could be an awesome feud. Um, both yeah, faces, though, so it's a bit of a challenge, but I don't know. I think uh, there could be something good there. Solo Sokoa took on Santos Escobar tonight. Yes, he did. Zion Quinn at ringside staring at Electro Lopez. Um, I kind of forgot Solo was in NXT. I feel like it's been a month since we've seen him. No, he's been wrestling. No, has he? Is, when's the last time he wrestled before this? I thought he wrestled last week. Did he? Or the week before? Yeah, he's wrestling within the last two weeks. He's just. I don't know. I think all of his matches felt like the same up until this one. True. This was competitive, and it should have been. It was Santos Escobar, you know, but you keep booking Santos Escobar in matches to lose. So in my opinion, he's lost all credibility. So has Legado del Fantasma at this point. But I thought I thought this was a very, very fun match. Well, I think if Tony D'Angelo proved anything last week, it is that wins and losses do not matter, and you could still be the most overact in NXT even after suffering a loss. Yeah, yeah, but what happens when you suffered 80 losses like Santos Escobar has? <laughs> but that 81st time, he might get a win and turn it all around. And it's the start of a streak, baby. He's okay, let's it do it. Yeah. Let's do it. I'm with you, Glenn. Glenn, He's you're just... so positive tonight. What's, what did you eat for dinner? It's just, well, uh, we had a uh, veggie eat from uh, Summerlin delivered. It was, I uh, had like uh, vegan Mongolian beef and vegan broccoli beef and like some really good hot and sour soup. So I'm little... It must have been really yummy because you're like awfully positive about everything tonight. And I, just, I appreciate that. Hey, we got to bring some sunshine. The world is full of doom and gloom. And but, this is uh, our last NXT recap of the year. It is. It has been a hell of a year. And it's weird that we just started doing these uh, together this year. I was thinking about that the other day. That it was like just in March that we started, March and April that we started doing these. And it's, yeah. just, it's been great. It's been a lot of fun. Love doing this with you and Alfred. I mean, obviously, I like podcasting with you. We're, we're doing a whole other podcast now uh, yeah. together. But uh, no, it's been a lot of fun. I love our community. You know, I, I think that uh, I'm starting to get this vibe, though. It's like we all want better for NXT and we're all in this. We're all committed to it. But this is like the opposite of. Um, this is the opposite of uh, like a dysfunctional relationship or like a toxic relationship like we have with Raw or SmackDown. Our relationship with NXT is like you're dating somebody and you're just saying, um, I just see so much potential in you. And yeah, you're going to stumble from time to time. And yeah, you're going to screw it up. And maybe that's not the most flattering haircut. And maybe you know, you've got some ideas, but you're winning it wrong. But, you know, you're a fixer upper. We're going to work on this together and we're going to both become our best selves through our love for one another. Yeah, but do you remember back a few months ago when we discussed what relationships we had with wrestling and NXT was your main relationship? Uh, I bet you it's not there anymore. It is, but hey, relationships are about ups and downs, you know? Yeah, yeah, I see your point. I see your point. You know, right. I well, I can't. just 
I appreciate your positivity and you keep me believing in NXT. I want you to know that. And maybe that's part of it, Issa, is maybe it's that NXT was our main and it was new and it was the honeymoon phase, you know? Uh, but, uh, you know, the... Uh, what did the New York Times say today? I have to call this up because it was saying uh, marriage requires amnesia. You know, you have to be able to forgive. You have to be able to forget. You have to be able to compensate. And I think that now that we're settling into our LTR with NXT 2.0, I think we just need to learn to be supportive and know that there are better days ahead. Okay. As long as we uh, keep that fire alive. You know what? I'm gonna take in your energy today, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go with you and and agree. I I agree with that. But I think Santos Escobar has suffered a lot of losses, and something needs to change. Whether he splits from Legato or something, something needs to switch here. And, and maybe you know Electra is gonna leave them. I don't know, but something has to change for him because otherwise he's just looking like a jobbering. He was so big, you know, a few months ago. That's the problem with NXT right now. I mean, honestly. 50-50 booking for everyone. Well, 50-50 booking, um, but then in addition to that, you either graduate or you not only get left behind as far as your prospects for the main roster, you kind of get left behind with NXT getting bored with you. And so you're there and you're being used, but you don't have momentum, you know? Right, right. Yeah, no, I agree. You're right. You know, so I don't know. You know, I want to see, uh, see things work out. Solo Sokoa, though, and the part of the reason why I say I forget that he's there, Solo Sokoa looks like, I cannot remember the last time we saw someone that looked so main roster ready out the gate. I think they I think they look main roster ready as soon as they're conceived. As soon as the, the, the sperm <laughs> enters the egg, they look ready for the main roster. Guarantee you that it runs in their family. But yeah, and, and it was funny. I was watching it with my mom, and she was like, <laughs> When she first looked, she was like, why is one of the Usos there? <laughs> and of course, because she saw AJ Styles pop up, I mean, and then Matt Riddle, she probably did think it was really one of the Usos. I had to explain the family tree to her. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, Harlan and Joe Gacy almost threw an Andre Chase U student off a roof. I really thought they were going to throw him. <laughs> And I found myself screaming, do it! Because I'm dark like that. (laughs) I did think they were going there. I thought they were pulling back with an angle where they could still throw him on the roof and make it look... I thought they were going to have like a dummy going. I thought they were going to go all out with it. Um, And I'm a little disappointed they didn't. So I'm with you there. Yeah, yeah. I was was just like, why go there if you're not going to go through with it? It's a tease. Okay, so Solo Sokoa, though. Look, Sanchez Escobar, this was a good match tonight. Solo earned yeah. that win. But Solo versus Boa, like, okay, if Solo's sticking around, I mean, let me put this way. If Braun Breaker wins next week, Braun Breaker better watch out because I think Solo Sokoa is got, is going to be NXT champion sooner rather than later. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I 1,000% agree with you. He has the ingredients for it. And maybe they don't want him feuding with Champa, but I can see him going for whoever does take the title off Champa. What do you think of Von Wagner beating Malik Blade tonight? Um, so Von Wagner's pants, I know I mentioned this before, but <laughs> I, I love how you're already laughing with my yeah, finish my like, sentence. That, that's like a great name for like a, an emo band, Von Wagner's pants. Like... <laughs> They look play? like, like mesh. Like they yes. oh, they will play like I don't know actually. What what would they play? You're the music expert here. 
like math rock, like weird, like six, eight time signatures with a lot of changes and like lyrics about books they've read, you well, know, not like even about relationships. Yes. Yeah. Would yeah. you go to the, would you go to their music festival? Oh God. I just think it would be one of those shows where they just stand in place looking at their shoes the whole time. And their music <laughs> would be so experimental that when they tuned their guitars, you would say, are they tuning their guitars or is this a song they're playing? You wouldn't <laughs> know because their music is that experimental. Wow. They're ahead of their time. Von, yes, Wagner Von Wagner's pants. pants. See them at Coachella in April. <laughs> if it even happens. But yes. his pants are like, they look like mesh and they're so distracting to me. <laughs> My wife also made ample comments about Von Wagner's pants. Really? I'm so glad. I love hearing that. I love yeah. hearing that because I could not focus on anything other than his gear. It's weird. And I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But he won against Malik Blade tonight. Yeah, but he lost against him last week. So what does that do? Yes. This is where it's easy, by the way, to get a depressing attitude. Look, what does it matter? You win <laughs> one week, you lose the next. Maybe you go to the main <laughs> roster. Maybe you're stuck here forever. What does it all this, mean? The struggle between your positivity and my mood today is incredible. <laughs> are, are you still down because of Yellow Jacket Sunday night? Because I'm tense, man. I'm tense yeah. for the next episode. Yeah, yeah, I am. I am. I'm still kind of sad. I watched it again, by the way. Did you watch it again? I've gone through it to get screenshots, uh, but I've yeah. not watched the whole thing start to finish again. But I got more theories. So, you know, oh, so we'll see what happens. Can't wait. Can't wait to yeah, talk we'll about it. But I watched Saturday. it again, and it was just as impactful as the first time. Yeah. Speaking of which, I don't know if we're doing the day one coverage, but when day one, when that podcast ends Saturday night at like uh, 10.05 Pacific 1 a.m. and five minutes after Eastern, Issa and I are going to do a live reaction to the Yellow Jackets episode eight. And then we're going to do a recap podcast next day with a very special guest. But um, yeah, it's going to be day one and then right into Yellow Jackets. It's going to be a packed Saturday. Yeah, it is. You better bring your alcohol. Yes, our Malibu and milk. Uh, <laughs> Hojo to go Belinsky, $5. A Sokoa mix of Godfather's Kamen and Ludwig Borga, just Samoan in form. Samoa looks like his dad, Wayne Bloom. Hojo to go Belinsky, I can't even, I can't even with you, but you win the super chats. That, that, that's it. That's what we do this for, for those kind of super chats. We're all thinking it. Uh, yeah, no, somebody think, uh, has to say it. Somebody has to say it. Oh, man. Okay, so Idris Nofe pulled Blade to safety after. Um, they're, I, I like the idea of the two of them pairing and doing something together. Uh, Wagner, I mean, whatever at this point. The guy's never done it for me, but it is what it is. Number one contenders match, though, for uh, New Year's Evil. Who's going to face Mandy Rose? Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez versus Io Shirai and Kaylee Ray. And uh, I believe Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez were originally scheduled to face Mandy Rose. Yes. Now they're still, still scheduled to face Mandy Rose. <laughs> But, <laughs> yes. uh, what But it was a fun match. match. It was. Yeah. I thought it was a fun match, fun main event, a lot of really good spots. I popped out loud for, um, there was a spot where Raquel Gonzalez picked up Cora Jane and she was going to throw her onto Kylie Ray, but then Io just came out of nowhere. I love that. I love everybody diving onto Raquel on the outside. But this main story here is, can they coexist? <laughs> and the answer is absolutely not. 
In addition, I just want to say that I'm extremely invested into Mandy Rose's pool and what color the water is going to be every week. So I hope that every week we get a promo from her at her pool because last week it was green. This week it's blue. So I'm looking forward to it becoming pink, purple, yellow, you know. Did we confirm she's on a secret vacation with Otis and they're rekindling their love affair? I mean, it's a possibility Otis was, in fact, at Raw last night, but Ooh. he could have easily just flown right back and, and, and be with her. Hey, for Mandy, you take the overnight flight. Oh, of course. You put in those miles, you put in those hours. But no, uh, yeah, so uh, the lights in the pool, though, that's a nice touch. I don't have a swimming pool. This makes me think I need to get extensive color-changing LED lights if I can ever afford a pool. Yes, yes. I, last week, it looked like it was like a radioactive pool like the green it was weird today it was more vibing it was more of a vibe the blue i like the blue more than the green but i don't i, I can't understand why i'm so invested in this but i am yeah <laughs> uh this was a really good match though and i like that this went yeah, over a little bit um this was really really good i think so with court jade and gonzalez this is good though because even though they won this match tonight i mean that's what makes it a true triple threat if they were on the same page there's no um tension in this match i think that this could go any number of directions but i do think mandy rose retains yeah i i agree it's funny though because i i love hearing eo until raquel she wants her rematch because you know i've been wanting real i mean eo rio what rio. EO, so <laughs> i just her, her, her name is rio and she dances in the sand yes uh. <laughs> I do want EO to go back to being in the title picture, and I love seeing um, Kaylee Ray also mention it because I remember when she first debuted, she called out Raquel the champion at the time. So, but I do think it's going to be Mandy Rose retaining due to these two not being able to coexist or toxic attraction becoming involved. Cora Jade, if this was a year ago in NXT, I would say, oh my God, the push she's getting and the win she's getting, like, I think she might, they, they might do this, they might pull the trigger on this. But it's a different regime now in charge of things. And I think Mandy retains because Toxic Attraction still has a lot left they can do, at least till the next NXT pay-per-view. Yeah, and you can have Mandy pin Raquel because she's done it before, especially there's some cheating kind of way. So you still keep Incorrigate protected for whatever it is this push is heading towards. Yeah. Yeah. Man, this was... Oh. It was strange to me, even without people being out, this is the this is a weird week, and I use the word weird a lot, but uh, everyone sometimes have to qualify this. This is a weird week because here we are. We've got an exact, almost perfect break between Christmas and New Year's Eve. Many people are off this week. Many things are shuttered. Right. Many people are taking time away. But then on top of that, given everything that's going on in the world right now, you know, it, it was that sort of thing. My first thought tonight when the episode started was like, is this live or did they pre-take this? It was like they actually came into work today? And it's, right. I guess given that they were dealing with a very strange week timing wise and clearly plans changes at the last minute, I do think this was a pretty good episode, all things considered. Yeah. Um, I felt the same about NXT and raw. I thought that raw, even though there was a little bit of stalling for given the circumstances, I didn't think it was a bad episode. We all know what they're dealing with. And, and this week, I mean, there's no good week for any of this to happen, but I do expect lower viewership this week, even though everybody's home. I don't think people are paying attention to this necessarily. So this is a good week to kind of just, you know, just pull it together and and get it over with, you know? Yeah. And we'll see what happens with New Year's Evil next week. I'm excited for it. I think the car looks good. 
It looks fun. Um, it doesn't quite look like a full pay per view, but it does look like a pretty good special. Right. It looks like a it looks like a like a television special, not a typical NXT episode. And I'm down with that. I think that the fact that we're gonna get Riddle and AJ Styles making an appearance, Walter, you have the triple threat match between the women. I there's a few things I'm looking forward to. Even even Roderick Strong and Carmelo Hayes, just because it's a unification uh, match, you're interested to see what title is going. You know who's going to win here. But whoever wins, this is how the Cruiserweight Championship dies. Think about the tournament. Think about 205 Live as a series. Wow. Think about the strange ups and downs that title has had. This is a very, very interesting end. for. I remember when they announced the Cruiserweights were coming mm -hmm. back to Raw and the pop that he got and the purple robes. Purple oh, robes. The memories. The memories. Did you ever go to a live event and see how quickly they yes. would put that tape over the ropes and then how quickly they would take it off during the next commercial? Yes. Yes. It was distracting. It was like whose idea was that we're gonna do purple ropes? That was, so for people that don't know, they had a team of like I would say at least eight people out there yep. dirt before a cruiser match, and they would do this multiple times in an episode of Raw for a while, putting purple tape over all the ropes and then undoing that. It was nuts for that little touch. Do you know what their new job is? And now they pick up the cops from the street profit entrance because they do it so fast. I seen it. <laughs> I see when the street profit comes out and the cops come out, a bunch of people come out of the stage to pick them up. So I think it's the same. It's the ropes people. That's their job now. At least they're reusing the cops. Hey, recycling. We got to protect Mother Earth. Absolutely. I think Daniel Bryan, that was probably a stipulation during his <laughs> reign as the planet's champion. <laughs> I can see that actually. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So, everybody, last Wrestling Inc. podcast of the year. Thank you for hanging with us. This has been a year of change here at the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Yes. Um, thank you to everyone who makes this show possible. Uh, you know, Raj Giri, obviously, first and foremost, this is his site. He gives us the platform. Thank you to Issa and Alfred. My co-hosts, thank you to Justin Labar uh, for all the work I've done with him. Thank you to Matt Morgan for all the work that we've done together on this podcast over the years. Um, and thank you to our chat room. We have the most amazing fans who show yes. up in here week in and week out and support us. And 2022, I wish I could say, I know last year we were going into 2021 with so much optimism. Yeah. I don't know what next year holds. But I do know that doing this podcast is a high point of my personal and professional life. And a large reason for that is the time and connection that we get to spend with you all who tune in week in and week out, who send us messages, who send us DMs, who tweeted us, uh, who, I mean, Justin Lopez sent me a Christmas gift. Thank you, Justin, for that. Um, you all are awesome you really are the ones who make this worth doing and getting to know so many of you has been so rewarding. I've been having a great time still doing this with Issa and Alfred. And I think next year is going to hopefully uh, get lit a little bit back to normal or perhaps get to a new normal. But I know no matter what happens, we're all going to be in this together. Hell yeah, Glenn. That was amazingly said. Um, I, I'm, I, and we thank you. You're awesome. We love you. You know that. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> I, I joined this year and I didn't know what to expect and I gotta tell you I have so much fun talking wrestling with you guys it's like you said a high a high point and you know like you said things are uncertain but wrestling somehow manages to always be there no matter what so we would always be here too yeah and I think that's the thing I think 
I have to remember we can have a bad episode of wrestling, but we can, that doesn't mean we have to have a bad episode of the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Right. We have an opportunity to make this podcast great, to make this podcast fun, and hopefully brighten everyone's mood a little bit, sometimes despite what they just watched beforehand. So uh, I don't know who is on... Is tomorrow happening? I think tomorrow's happening. Maybe tomorrow. I think happening. tomorrow's happening. I think what we're not doing is Friday, right? Not doing like a Friday. Show. It's a okay. recap on SmackDown. Day one, Issa and I, maybe, probably not, but maybe. You never know. Yeah. Uh, Saturday night, we're doing our, our other thing. And uh, then next week, things should be back to normal because it's 2022. And uh, let me just leave you with this uh, thought. 2022 is as far from the year 2000 as the year 1978 was from the year 2000. So, uh, holy crap! Time marches on. 2003 wow, feels feel, like it was yesterday, but yes, I feel super, super old. Thanks for that, Glenn. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. On that note, Happy New Year, everyone. We'll catch you back here next time. Uh, follow Issa, NYC, Demon Diva. That's Diva with a one. I'm at Glenn Rubenson, and we'll catch you back here next time on the Wrestling Inc. podcast. Happy New Year, everybody. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.